Off the Ball on News Talk. Thanks to Air. Catch all the sports you love free on the Air Sport Pack with Air Broadband. Welcome along. This is News Talk's SSE Electricity League podcast. He is Daniel Kelly. And I'm Oshin Langan. You can get him on. Adas Misha Daniel. And you can get me via at Oshin Langan. Damn, we're all about the challenge matches this we week. Are. Two big challenge matches coming up now. Friendlies that as they're been called announced in the last few weeks. Football. One of them was announced on is Wednesday. One of them was announced on Tuesday. Two big games for Irish football fans coming up in the Lansdowne Road venue in August. Basically, for anyone who doesn't know what we're on about, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? Manchester United announced a friendly against Sampdoria in August in the Aviva. We decided not to speak about it because we just didn't want to give the time of day. Now Liverpool have come out and have announced they're playing Athletic Bilbao two days later. So we have two games taking place, two games in the space of three days. One of them could very well clash with a Dundalk Champions League game and start getting great publicity. Fair play to them. You're giving me credit for a moral stand that I didn't take. Yeah, I took it. You took it, but I just forgot to talk about Manchester United against Sampdoria. But now I'm retrospectively angry about it. (laughs) And look, people support Liverpool, people support Manchester United. Grant, by all means, go and watch it. But please try and include your own league in this. I've no, I've, I've no issue whatsoever. If people want to go watch it, watch it. What I don't like is the FEI giving publicity to these games when they're giving very little publicity to their own league. Like, oh, no, I wouldn't say that, but they're not doing exactly what they could do. And no. they haven't put a provision in to have an electricity league game on before. Can you imagine if they did a double header? It I, would be fantastic. I, I'd hate that. Why? Because we saw 40,000 people around seven or eight years ago supporting Man United in a demoralising game against the league around 11. Even though the League of Ireland were the home team, they may as well be in the away team. I wouldn't want fans watching a game seeing the League of Ireland as a sideshow or as a warm-up act. Look, in, in any growing sport or in any minority sport, and follow my lead on this one, right? Look at it this way. With ladies football and camogie, they're mad to get double headers with Correct. men's championship games at the moment because yeah. that means that more people will see their product. Correct. My point is, is that if you put an electricity league game on before these games it means the crowd grows as the day goes on more people see the product and they might actually think to themselves this is not bad it doesn't do any harm I can tell you that having seen a lot of ladies football and camogie plainly and simply because it happened to be on the same day as a game I was covering in the same stadium let's talk about double bills for a moment and this is taking a tangent from where we plan to go with it if you're going to a game in Crow Park there's probably a minor match and a senior match on or earlier in the summer there'll be back to back games yes if you're interested in, in specifically going to game two, which takes place at, let's say, four o'clock, the first game throws in at two, you're not going to turn up for the two o'clock game unless you have a valid no, no, You won't have like 50,000 people Correct. in watching from the start but of the why would you, league why game. Why would you have a league game taking place in front of 10,000 people in a 50,000 well, seat stadium? Well, Dan, that's 8,000 more than normally watch a league game. Correct. Uh, there was only... Seventeen hundred at Shamrock Rovers against Bray last night. I know it was Tuesday, but it was a lovely night. Two teams that really do play good football. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to Rovers in a while because we've got an interview with um, with Ryan, Ryan Connolly, Connolly uh, and we'll talk to Neil Horgan about their performance in Cork last Friday night. He says it wasn't all bad. Neil, obviously, on primarily to preview Dundalk against Cork City this Friday night, um, but it doesn't matter as long as there's more people than normally watch it watching it. That means your audience is growing, and as the game goes on. Yes, it will fill up. And I'm sure if you said it to the players, they wouldn't mind. They'd say, would we like a chance to play at the Aviva? Hell yes. And this would be the Aviva in, what is it, July or August? This August. Is, you know, 
yeah, a warm Aviva, a summer's day Aviva, as yeah. opposed to a freezing cold cup final. They could really enjoy this. I know they'd still have the pressure of three points, but I just think it's worth a try. Put an electricity league game on ahead of both of these matches. And I think it would be a mainly positive experience for the clubs, for the fans, and just for the growth of the league. Let us know on Twitter what you think, at Oshin Langan or at well, Let Dan know, I don't care what other people Daniel. You know how dismissive I am of other people's Personally, opinions. Personally, I think it's, I would hate to see a League of Ireland game as a warm-up act for me as friendly. That's just my opinion. But look, I think people are Liverpool and Manchester United fans. That's not going to change. Correct. That is the top. I've, but the thing is, people are thinking that's the issue. I have no issue with yeah. that. I just feel, I no. just wish that the amount of effort and publicity that are put into these games could be duplicated for League of Ireland fixtures. And I have no issue with people supporting Farton clubs either. But my point is, is you can do both. And there are people who have never been to a League of Ireland game. They're not going to go to it. So you can bring it to them, put it in a good setting. And who knows, if you get a thousand more people at matches in a season because of it, that's a good thing and yeah. the clubs would only benefit from it as well I, I just find it very hard to believe that a club wouldn't want to be involved in this Can I just say finally yes. logistically on this uh, budgets are tight for League of Ireland clubs at the best of times they would have to give up a home game would they get the ticket revenue from this match obviously not because there could be 40 or 50,000 at these games or 40 or a pop are they given a compensation fee there would be a lot of things to go through a lot of hoops to be jumped through uh, in regards to this personally I cannot see it it definitely won't happen this year because the season tickets and things like that have been bought already and paid for I can't see the foresight or even the want of League of Ireland clubs for something like this to take place ok get your opinions in on Addis Misha Daniel and at Oshin Langan coming even up Oshin claims he doesn't no I don't I don't care what you think I only care what I think coming up Shamrock Rovers midfielder Ryan Connolly have you noticed I have to take a slight pause because I always almost call him Dylan Connolly yes who I saw him play against last night. Good, lively game. Well, it was a good display from Rovers. Bray weren't really at it at all. Uh, We'll hear from Harry Kenny, the Bray manager, on what went wrong for them. We'll also hear a little bit more from Dylan, Ryan, Ryan, uh, a little bit later on. He's got a really cool beard. He's like an extra from Vikings. Former league winner with Cork City, Neil Horgan, is with us on News Talk's SSE Airtricity League podcast. Neil, before we look back, let's, or before we look ahead, let's look back. This was John Caulfield speaking in his press conference ahead of the Dundalk match. He was asked about Shamrock Rovers and the performance there and uh, like a character out of Mean Girls, he just couldn't help but throw a little bit of shade. Friday night was um, a big challenge to us and, you know, as I keep saying, Rovers had invested hugely and heavily you know, to, to be title contenders and they've talked a lot about it. So, from our point of view, um, it's it's it was a test to see where they were at against us and um, you know I think what the most important thing for us is that our discipline on Friday night was, was absolutely phenomenal and um, you know if um, you, know, you look at it, the way the way the game went and sending off and all, a lot of the bookings we had no booking in the match and uh, you know even the way match? early on when you know Gary Shaw we didn't literally took out Mark and Nutt, which is totally unlike Gary, Gary Shaw because he's not that type of guy but obviously you know they were hiked up and, and, and to, to go in and and, and try and be physical so um, our discipline was superb and um, that's what you need to be and you need to be cool heads and composed and strong discipline and we work hard on that so um, that was um, that was very pleasing as well I'm enjoying Saucy John Caulfield oh it's top class isn't it yeah. by the way I didn't accidentally leave the mic on I meant to have the mic up just in case you thought I didn't Neil Horgan um, that was that was the best tactical display of the season so far from uh, the Cork City manager John Caulfield wasn't it? You know he got across that they 
they, they had a good performance. They hammered someone who said that they were nearly as good as them and that the Dundalk were actually better than Cork when they were at the top. And he also kind of got the message across to the referee for Friday night's match. Our discipline's really good. And, you know, if we get a penalty, it's because we deserve one. If we get a free, it's because we deserve one. Our guys don't pick up yellow cards. Well, I think, look, everything John Caulfield is saying at the moment is, is, is kind of working. We're um, 15 points clear. Going back to last Friday, I was at the game against Rovers. Uh, I don't think Cork City teams need any extra motivation against Shamrock Rovers generally. But uh, John definitely used Stephen Bradley's comments um, in his favour. Um, I do think Shamrock Rovers were unlucky in a sense. They started very well. They went one nil up and they look good and well worth the, the money for their lead. But um, in fairness, Cork City's set pieces in particular, I think you know Bradley will have to look at that and he has said that their set pieces, they got caught for three goals in set pieces. Um, but I, I, I honestly don't think there's like there's a 4-1 difference between the teams. Um, I think if if they had kept 11 on the, on the pitch, it would have been a tighter game, albeit Cork would have probably prevailed. Those comments about the discipline were quite telling, though, because John Caulfield is one of these guys. He's like Billy Morgan, like Alex Ferguson, like like Rafa Benitez. He doesn't drop something into a press conference. Brian Cody, the same. Eamon Fitzmaurice, look what he did with Kerry for the league final recently and, and the upcoming games in the championship. He doesn't drop something in there unless he wants to get a message across. And that's exactly what he was doing in that clip. Maybe I don't know. Um, John John is a cute enough guy, all right, but he he's very straight. I, I give him that. I know him from playing with him and, and being under him for a short period in his first year. He's very straight, so he will say what's in his mind. So you could be right. Um, in regard to maybe you know Friday night with Dundalk coming down and with Stephen Kenny's comments about penalties, maybe he's referring to that. But I I, I really don't think he, he's the kind of guy who gets too carried away with with the media or messages with the media he 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 uses it almost maybe as a distraction to the other team or whatever and, and he gets his business right on the pitch and I think probably all good managers do that they use the media to their favour but without getting carried away so I, I think when he was you know when Stephen Kenny made the, the comments about the penalties you know it, it wasn't John that had started that uh, discussion I suppose you know or, or wanted a, a media, I suppose, um, confrontation with Stephen Kenny or anything like that. But I think he responded correctly at the time, and it has proven since. Uh, particularly, that was, if you remember, Cork beat Dundalk back in March. In, in April, it was about that time that Stephen Kenny was making his comments. Um, Dundalk had a very bad April. They lost a lot of three games. Um, now, they've done well again in, in May, uh, apart from losing to Rovers the start of, of May. They've They've stabilised things. They look a better side. So it's, it's going to be a good contest on Friday night. You've spoken there about Dundalk stabilising things, but just looking back on Friday night and the Cork City players' reaction after winning that game, players like Stephen Beattie, Carl Shepard, both came out publicly on Twitter and basically said, we do our talking on the pitch. Like This team seemed to be fully behind John Caulfield, what he's saying outside the 90 minutes of matches. Obviously, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of comments he's saying, and as you said, he's a, he's a very straight shooter. He knows exactly what he's doing. But the players seem to have fully bought into, the, into his mentality and what he's saying. Is, is that one of the key differences this year compared to last season? Uh, yes and no. Look, I think if you're playing under John or under most managers, you're going to have to go along with what the manager is saying. Um, and I think they're probably aware of how to deal with it because John, I suppose, is, is leading the way in some ways in the media. But I, I honestly think he's leading the way in saying that, look, 
we have to just keep winning games. He's been on, uh, around the, the League of Ireland so long. He knows that even 15 points clear, um, the reality is you, you can be drawn back in. And, and like it, it is an unprecedented league or, or lead in the last, uh, you know, for as long as I can remember. Um, I remember Shelburne having a good lead at one point, maybe Dundalk in the last few years, but not to this extent so early on. So I think John is 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 being clever and he's being right by just sticking to the to to the, the the usual things that you say in the media, which is look, we're all up for the next game, every game is a new challenge, and get the players to say the exact same thing. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, and if 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 people, I I think you know maybe Stephen Kenny he, he obviously felt aggrieved about penalties early on in the, se- in the season, but I I think that was a bit misadvised and it didn't work in his favour at the time. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to the game on on Friday because I think Dundalk are better now than they were when they they faced Cork in March. I think they were they were missing a few players. Um, Macmillan in particular is, is is important for them. Was injured on that or was just came on um, as a sub on that occasion. They were unlucky in Cork if you remember. They brought on uh, Benson got injured and then um, they brought on Mountney I think and then Mountney got injured. So they were unlucky to some extent. They lost two one that night. They were. It'll be a, a, a more even game, I think, on Friday night. And with the view to the last game that these sides will play against each other will be in September. Dundalk really need a, a result of some sort for that game in September to mean anything. You yeah. you have a fear that if Cork win on Friday night in September, things might be over by then, you know. Greg Bulger has been talking about this game. He says that they will approach it the same way they approach every other game. They will deploy an attacking formation and a winning formation uh, obviously yeah. he's quite genuine about that and that that is how they have approached things this season it is and actually they are very almost one-dimensional in that they're very attacking when you play three up front um i don't think they they contain the ball or, or, or keep the ball as much as maybe other teams would who, who are very dominant it seems like every time they get the ball they it's either uh, Julie Maguire or Shepard are, are on the attack and, and willing to lose the ball, if you will, um, in order to, to attack at every instance. So I don't think it's going to change on Friday night. I don't think it's going to be a game where they're going to try and keep possession in Oriel Park. They're going to just do what's worked for them so far. And with their power, their kind of aggression and their uh, tenacity for getting the ball back and, and for harrying Dundalk, it may work for them again. I, I, my own prediction would be a draw, but um, and I think it, that a draw would be a good result for Cork City um, on Friday. You know, away to Dundalk, they're they're real rival in the league, and they're still you know 15 points clear going into the break. I think I think I'd take that straight away if I was John Caulfield. You've mentioned there about the draw, but in a best case scenario for Cork, they go to Oriel Park and they win this game. If they do do that, they have an 18 point gap now over Dundalk, and. Yeah. Is it then game over, would you say? Yeah, look, it's very hard not to say that it's game over. Even at 15, I think it's still very hard to say it's in game over. It, it is, it is. I think I think 18 is psychologically bigger. I, I think, look, you're looking at the difference between 18 and 12 if one team wins and the other team wins, um, and that's a big difference. I think if Dundalk win, you know, and you have a full set of games, you know, you have 16 games left uh, coming back, Dundalk will fancy themselves to, to draw that, draw Cork City in and they're playing Cork City again in September. If Cork win and it's 18 points and you're going into the break and you're coming back, for me, it, it is, it, it, I suppose, just about game over, apart from Cork will have to win their games, particularly at home. 
But I, I couldn't see Dundalk coming back if, if Cork have an 18 win um, or 18 gap point gap, and, and there's only 16 games left. That, that's that's my personal decision. John obviously won't be saying that should they win. You know, he'll want his, his men coming back in, in top order um, after the break. Neil, in some ways, is there kind of a cloud hanging over Cork City at the moment? And I appreciate that sounds silly considering the season they've had so far, but it looks very likely Shawnee Maguire will go. It looks possible that Ryan Delaney may go to Burton, although they want to keep him, and if they could, it would be huge. Kevin O'Connor is another player who's impressed. You know, Carl Shepherd, what a season he's having. But three of those four could be gone by July. Yeah, I don't know if three of them will go. You could see there's a lot of talk, obviously, about Shawnee and about Delaney. Um, from my own experience, when we won the league in 2005, I'd love to bring this up, but when we won the league in 2005, told, we lost Kevin I Doyle. Yeah. I, said, I said, how long would it take Connie to bring this up? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a league winner, don't <laughs> you? This is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Every, any moment to, to, to bring up 2005, I'll, I'll be there. But any, in any event, um, we lost Kevin Doyle, you know, halfway through the season. Shane Long as well, even though he wasn't probably starting for us at the time. Um, and it, it, it had an effect, but it depends who you have in replacement. I suppose with McGuire, the fear would be that, you know, Campion looks, looks like a good player. Um, and Conor Ellis is a good player, but are they at the level that McGuire is? And, uh, and you know, that's a question that, that is unanswered. And, and I suppose when we lost Doyle, 2005, we had Roy O'Donovan, we had John O'Flynn, we had Neil Fenn, just three names with Dennis Bean uh, that, that come off the, the tongue, you know. So there is, that, that is, uh, you know, there's merit in that. Um, and, and that's why perhaps you're looking for an 18 point lead. But having said that, Cork haven't been a one man team. Um, and I know you're not suggesting that they are. And it, it's Shepard and the other lad, Kevin O'Connor. I, I don't know, will they leave? Yeah. Um, Delaney has been very good excellent since he came to the club but we have more I suppose with more backing there we have Alan Bennett who's in and out with injuries but he he's just he will do a fantastic job if needed you know and and um, John Dunleavy has come in centre back there's no there's no problems there in my opinion um, and you can put McCormack it, in your back four and you can put you could. you could put Bulger back there as well and he's yeah, actually talking about playing yeah there's, there's lots options. of options there's, there's well, a Maguire you do feel the team kind of works around Maguire and he'd be a bigger loss you know than anyone really just before we let you go Kevin Long uh, recently getting uh, getting his goal with Burnley and he's in the Ireland squad as well for the couple of games we don't know if he'll play because he hasn't played a whole pile this season but it's great to see him getting on because no doubt you would have seen his potential uh, when he played with Cork City yeah, absolutely. Um, he left our club in 2009 and he's had some bad injuries since. So you're talking eight years later. It's great for the guy um, watching from afar to see that he's come through all those injuries with, with Burnley and um, now is getting the reward he deserves. He had potential. He was a kind of uh, a skinny enough, you know, 17 or 18 year old when he was coming on playing, uh, starting with us with Paul Doolan. Um, Paul Doolan gave him a chance um, after I think uh, Mickey Harris, who, who was a long-term um, friend of the club, suggested to Paul Doolan that um, this guy in, in, in Cork City Youth is, is worth looking at. Paul had a look at him, came in, and, and before you know it, um, he, he, Burnley had snapped him up. So it's great. And I think from the word is from the Irish camp that he's doing very well there as well. You know, So it may be the start of you know four or five years of, of an early days. He hasn't played a game yet, but you could see a role for him there. He's a young guy. This could be the top end of his career where he's playing with, with Ireland 
and, and playing in the Premiership and, and uh, probably Ireland needs that kind of player as well, you know. OK, just before I let you go, a very quick prediction for Dundalk against Cork City this Friday night at Oriel Park. I'll say 2-1 to Cork City, but I'll take a draw as well. OK, Neil Horgan, former league winner with Cork City. <laughs> 2005. If we didn't say it, if we didn't yeah. say it, get a text from there. Very precious. What the hell are you on about, man? Exactly. Anyway, Neil, really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, guys. What a big head. Is it true he always wears the league medal now around his neck and Yeah, it used to be the, the actual trophy, but it was giving him back trouble. You probably had to give it back as well. Because he's also carrying that eagle. Yeah, true. Yeah, he wears the um, medal as kind of like a medallion with a gold chain. John Travolta, Bobby George even. Yeah, 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 which he borrowed from Dan Murray. Okay, right. Yeah, and the, the, the gold chain. Yeah. And it uh, goes around with the shirt open down to the belly button, take pa- tan on the chest. Down Patrick Street. Down Pana, to l- use the local vernacular. And when he's not walking, when he's got the back pain from carrying the trophy and the ego, yeah. he drives the Hogmobile with the song What Is Love, Baby Don't Hurt Me, blasting out. Is any of this true? No, not a bit of it. But One it is th- true that he's, he's won the league title though, apparently. Well, he has. He, he might have mentioned it there. Yeah. What is true is he's actually one of the soundest men in Cork. Do you know I mean, there's not that much competition in Cork, let's face it. But he is one of the soundest men in Cork. Do you know who's also a sound man, but he's not from Cork? Who? Harry Kenny. That's right. He was one of our special guests a little bit earlier this season. That was about his career at large. Uh, last night, after their 2-0 defeat to Shamrock Rovers, that their fourth game without a win, I spoke to him about what went wrong. And it does seem that fatigue was a bit of an issue we didn't play well at all tonight with Shane uh, we were very poor in fact um, I don't know whether it's the four games in 11 days have quite caught up on us tonight you know part time players uh, having to work all day and then come not really I'm not making that as, a, as an excuse but um, it is a lot for uh, part time players to play four games in 11 days and that, that match tonight was just a bridge too far for us Mele has it just inside the box Mele oh he tucks it in past the keeper diving to his right Shaw's onto it Shaw on the right hand side puts it through the keeper's legs and it's 2-0 to Shamrock Rovers in the 20th minute the ball slipped inside the box Shaw ran onto it the defence caught napping Cherry came out to close him down but it went through his legs oh, we certainly don't blame the fatigue Ushin. no no, okay. no. Um, we still look for standards um, we still look to block out their mistakes um, that was nothing to do with fatigue it was early on in the game like the lads were were okay it's uh, need to be just doing better um, at the back there so you know, disappointed on that front this is News Talks SSE or Tricity League podcast and that is a very honest assessment of the performance against Shamrock Rovers on Tuesday night from Bray manager Harry Kenny. They lost 2-0 and that means now they're four games without a defeat. But, but whatever happened, like I know you're just going to say, but whatever happens this Friday night, they're uh, way to Limerick. They will end the first half of the season in the top five. That's a brilliant return for Bray. Obviously last year, second half of the season after Harry came in, they were by far, I think with the exception of Dundalk, the best team on form in the Premier Division. They've brought that into this year. Excellent start to the season. They've fallen away a little in the last few weeks but they're still up there in, in excellent contention for the European spots. And that battle for third, maybe even second, is pretty tight. Yeah. Shamrock Rovers are fifth on 25 points. Derry also on 25 points. They've got one game less played. Uh, Kenny Shields was at Tala last night. Bray, as you say, third on 27 points. Four points behind Dundalk. So they'll be hoping Cork City can beat Dundalk this Friday night. Um, 
and Bray are away to, to Limerick on Friday night at yes. the Markets Fields and their manager Neil MacDonald was also at the game last night and we had him on the podcast last week we had a good long chat with him about his football philosophy and what he wants to do it was nice to meet him in person though he's, he's a very warm kind of guy you could see how he will fit into mm-hmm. Limerick and why fans would want to get behind him but Sad, sadly for Limerick they lost at the weekend that's right but they lost to Finn Harps and Finn sure. Harps have taken some scalps uh, this season proving so far. the curse of being on this podcast is real Apart from Shamrock Rovers. Yes. Every time I've gone to see Rovers, they've won. And I said it to Stephen Bradley last night, this is why I did not go to Turner's Cross last Friday night. But I have to say, I really enjoy watching Shamrock Rovers. Trevor Clark, a pleasure to watch. Simon Madden, as you're aware. Dennis Irwin being my favourite player of all time and Neil Horgan being a regular on this show. I obviously have a thing for fullbacks. Yes. Yeah, Simon Madden. I just think he's one of the most solid players in the league and one of the best players in the league. Ronan Finn, his talent speaks for itself. Again, last night he was really good. But you do need a player like Ryan Connolly. You almost did it again. I almost did it again. Um, You need someone to break up play. You need someone to sit in front of that back four and and spread the ball around. You need the scavenger. And yeah. I mean that in I mean that fully complimentary. Exactly. Like I mean like every team who's been successful in history has had one. Yes. Deschamps? Yeah. Bulger? Yeah. McAlealy? Yeah. Kante? Yeah. They've all had one. Dylan Connolly. Yes. Ryan Connolly. Ryan Connolly. <laughs> Ryan Connolly. Ryan. You see Ryan, the two of them were Ryan. playing last night, so I'm even more confused sure. today. It's not like they were playing for different clubs or wearing different jerseys yeah. or you know it's, it's not like they don't look absolutely nothing alike or they look absolutely nothing alike. Anyway, we're digressing again, and that's a pity because this is the third time we've recorded this link. Anyway, um, <laughs> after the game last night, I spoke to Ryan Connolly. Yes. And he moved from Galway United. To Shamrock Rovers yeah, at the start and, of the season. Some kind of questioned the move and said, you know, is he good enough for that? Is it a good move for him? Because he would play regularly at Galway United. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spoke about that. Uh, but first, I spoke about how good they were in their 2-0 victory against Bray and how much that was needed following their... Uh, performance against Cork City last Friday night. Yeah, it was a good win. I mean, look, it's three points. We're at home to Bray. We, um, they beat us 4-2 down there, so we, we wanted to get three points today, get back to winning ways after Cork on Friday, and we did that, thankfully, and we move on out Friday. How important was it to play as composed as you did tonight following last Friday's disappointment? Yeah, Friday was a disappointment. Uh, I don't think we tried to play any different than we did. You know, we play, we tried to play the same way most games. We try, you know, do the same things. Uh, I thought we played quite well, you know, we pressed high, we started with a high intensity and, you know, as we say, it's just good to get the three points we move on now to Friday. That's good in a way. I know you lost last Friday night, but you you did it the right way if you follow my lead. You didn't go to Turner's yeah. Cross and you didn't park the bus. Well, yeah, I don't I don't think we have, we don't really, I don't know what you say, we're not really kind of, we're not a team that parks the bus, you know, we're, we're Shamrock Rovers. We're, we're, I don't think you see Shamrock Rovers teams parking the bus too often, you know, we, we got to go and get after teams and... We've got to try and impose our own game on teams, no matter who we're playing. And you know, as I keep saying, it was just it was just good to get the three points today after Friday. Again, we just move on now. And what about yourself? I was about to ask, are you enjoying the season so far? Maybe it's an over simple question, but you are getting game time, and you know, it was a a great move, but a risky move to come here because there's such competition. Oh, yeah, it's competition everywhere. I'm enjoying the season. Apart from the injury, I was frustrated for a long time, but. Uh, no, I'm happy, buzzing, love this, love, love it up here. Um, wouldn't say it was a risky move. I'm confident in my own ability. So no, there's no point in me coming here if I think I'm 50-50. Whether I'm going to sit in the bench or not, I got to believe in myself. If I don't believe in me, the manager's not going to believe in me. So, um, no, I'm buzzing, delighted to be here, and you know, great to get back in the team tonight. It's probably 
fortunate enough that Davy got sent off for my own personal point of view, not for Davy in any way. But you know, he's back again Friday night, so it gives the manager a nice headache. Seeing as I did okay tonight, so he's a, he's the headache now to pick us on Friday. Yeah, nothing wrong with your performance tonight. You seem to really revel in that role out there, going in, breaking up tackles, uh, spreading the ball about. It's a, it's a role you seem to enjoy. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, you know the guy for asked me to do a job in there, just sitting kind of, kind of sitting in front of the back four, look after a couple of their players. Uh, I wouldn't say I was overly brilliant on the ball at times. You know, I was a bit rusty, I suppose, leaving things short when I should have been overplaying it and different things. Yeah, I'll go home and analyse my own performance, but overall I thought I did okay. And as I say, the most important thing was the three points. That's all. How frustrating was that injury? Because it came at the right wrong time. The right wrong time. Um, don't think. I think whenever you get an injury, it's frustrating. You know, no one wants to be injured. I don't think as footballers are definitely not me anyway. So uh, yeah, it was very frustrating. You know, it was just really slow. And you know, it's not like I seem to always get kind of little frustrating injuries. I never seem to get like. Uh, a little tear or a little thing where it says you're right, you're out for two to four weeks yeah. or four to six weeks. It always seems to be a bit longer or a bit of we're not sure what it is and it's just play it by ear. But you know, whatever it's in the past now, and I'm buzzing to be back back in contention and back playing. It's a big one on Friday night, isn't it? St. Pat's another Dublin derby. Yeah, another Dublin derby. Uh, again, the same thing we said about Tuesday about tonight. They 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 beat us at their place, you know. And again, it was another. I suppose it wasn't really a poor performance. We went down to ten men early on in that game, whereas we started quite well and. But no, again, they're coming here. We've got to impose our own game on them again. We've got to start like we did tonight and go and get the three points. You know, we're at home. We need another three points, another win. Is it very hard to put your finger on what's gone right in the games you've won and wrong in the games you've lost? Or can you do that? Uh, I suppose you can. Like, yeah, I mean, we, we analyse our performance after every game. You know, we sit down as a group and we go through it with the gaffer and the coaching staff and everyone. Uh, a lot of the time it's silly mistakes from ourselves that we're... we're, we're we're kicking our own, kicking ourselves, you know, whatever in the balls, if you like. Uh, we're we're being the downfall of our own own architect. You know, we're confident in our own ability. We need to be confident. I mean, if we're not confident, we're gonna we're gonna start falling, you know. But um, yeah, we need to nip it, nip them silly little mistakes in the bud. I and mean, when we do, like tonight, I don't think we made. Yes, we still made a couple of mistakes where they could have got in. Like myself, I played a stupid ball across, and they nearly got in off it. So. They're little things that we need to stop doing and yeah. get them out of the game, and then it's a solid performance. And we win two 0 and we get out of here with no nothing like so. It's great. What I like about watching you this season is you're not playing kind of wrapped in negative, wrapped in negativity. You mentioned a mistake there, but I guess the positive is is you weren't afraid to try that. And I guess Stephen, well, he might bring it up, but he wanted too much of a go at you for trying it because those are the things that are opening up teams for you guys because you've got a hell of a lot of pace out wide. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you might say, well, I probably should have done something different there. Maybe I should have turned or whatever. Like, it's making the right decision at the right time, you know. So I don't think it's the fact that I tried it. It's just the way we play. It's the players he brought in. It's his philosophy. It's the way we play. Um, the most important thing is, I think we sit, we show it in abundance when we lose the ball. You know, our, our philosophy is not to not to think about it, not to dwell on it. We react and get it back as quick as we can. So if someone else loses the ball, I get it back. If I lose the ball, someone else gets it back. We're a team. We've got to be together and, and all that in that in that way. Finally, your ginger beard is far more impressive than my ginger beard. Any tips? <laughs> Just keep going. Just Takes a couple of years. Yeah, but it looks, but it's long, but it's tidy. It's, it's, you know. I keep it tidy myself. Yeah, Just trim it up most weeks or most every couple of days to keep it tame. Self trim or barber? Self trim, no wow. self trim. Yeah, to keep I need it tame. To tips. Yeah, no, no barber. I wouldn't be paying for that. I'd be shaving it off. <laughs> Thanks very much. No Shamrock Rovers. Ryan Connolly speaking to News Talks SSE Electricity League podcast. His beard is awesome, I have to say, especially when you see it up close. And it's 
it's such a unique balance he has that his beard makes him look like a hipster, yeah. but also like a Viking. Welcome to New Socks Follicle a Podcast. Fixter. Yes. Uh, did you actually I have beard envy? Yeah, you do. Well, it's, understa- it's understandable. Yeah. You, well, don't, you don't have the best of beards. No, his is awesome. Mine yeah. makes me look like a 17 year old who's desperate yeah. to get served. Uh, will we go through the fixtures Let's this week or will we talk mo- more about beards? I think we've hit our beard quota for the week. Next week, Greg Bulger. Yes. <laughs> the top five League of Ireland beards are coming to the podcast next week. Uh, in the Premier Division on Friday night, it is the last round of games, as we heard earlier with Neil. It's the last round of games before the summer break. Yeah, listening to this podcast, I think you've gathered everyone in the league needs a break. <laughs> Friday night at half seven, it is Dundalk, the uh, current champions against the future champions, Cork City, and I've no issue saying that. It's at half seven. And Four- it's live on TV, but I'll be going to it as well, so we'll, well bring done. you all the reaction on News Talk. Well done, Oshin. Four games, 7.45, it's Bohemians against Drogheda, Derry City against Galway, Limerick against Bray, Slag Rovers against Van Harps, and one game at 8 o'clock, it is a Dublin derby, it's the Lewis derby, I think that's what they call it. Uh, whichever line doesn't go southbound, it goes westbound, it is Shamrock Rovers against St. Pat's. God, you need a break. Uh, in the first division, Cabin Teeley take on UCD, that's on Thursday night, it kicks off at 7.45. On Friday night at Lone Meet Waterford, Cove take on Wexford, Shelburne take on Longford. No Women's uh, National League this week because they are on a summer break. Yeah, just looking quickly at the table, we continually speak about how good the First Division is. Uh, Alan Matthews left Longford last week after a 5-0 win. Hopefully we're going to speak to him in the, in the coming weeks. But Waterford are top on 29 points. UCD and Cove are both on 27 with Cabin Teeley on 20 points. One of those teams goes up, as we said, at the start of the season... We both assumed uh, Waterford were going to run away with this league. No, Speaking, no, 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 spoke, no, 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 no. I never assumed. I assumed it. Uh, you, spoke, you can't just throw a squad together like that. I spoke, uh, we spoke at the start of the season about it, and you spoke to Alan Reynolds in the Aviva, who said it was going to be a tough task, that they were going to do their best, and they'd hope to get out of the league. There was me thinking it was just general uh, manager talk at the start of the season, but he's been proven totally right. They're finding it tougher than they expected it to be, even though they've only won loss in 14 games. But they're still just keeping that little bit ahead of everyone else in the league. Last weekend, they had a top of the table clash with Cove, and it was a score of Some quality stuff in the first division this really season. Is. The reason being, there's no relegation, correct, which helps. And the teams that are going for it are attacking teams. Waterford, UCD, Cove, and we could nearly put Cabin Teeley in that bunch as well. Just and maybe at a stretch long for it, they still have time. Five of the top eight have a positive goal difference. Oh, there you go. That yeah. says everything. Compared, and they're all good to watch as well. Compared to the Premier Division, where four of the top 12 have a goal difference. Well, of course, uh, undermining our point is the fact that when Waterford and Cove met last week, it was a scoreless draw. But I'm led to believe in an entertaining game. Yeah. And I've watched a lot of Waterford this year because they put up extended highlights uh, via YouTube and they're really good to watch mm. and they're getting good crowds and they've got some good players like McAvoy is something special McDade yeah. and they've got Marky Soul as well Sander, and Cork City fans Sander Puri yes that's right and yeah. you were all about him at the start of I the season well. and I still am an excellent player who's too good for the first division and you always will be Dan how can people get in contact uh, with you abuse you, you etc uh, at Ismisha Daniel on Twitter and you can let us know your thoughts on these friendlies coming up or challenge matches as challenge Oshin, matches as Oshin likes to call them in Dublin 4 in August. Okay, you can get me on at Oshin Lange, but there's no point because I'll just ignore your opinion anyway. That's it for this week. Take care, good luck. Bye. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Off the ball. On News Talk. Thanks to Air. Catch all the sports you love free on the Air Sport Pack with Air Broadband.